0: Law number two. Now, I'll create times for question and answer. So if you have questions that are boggling your mind, prepare for them. It's supposed to be an interactive class to, a, to an extent where you learn and you can say, "Ah, I don't get this. What about my grandfather? Wealth was not his best right. Okay? This is an exception to the law. Second law is the law of desire. And it says very simply, that our desires are the indication of our possibilities. That if a young chap says, I want to become the greatest musician in the world, he is alluding to the possibility of talent in music. If another one says, I want to be a teacher, he is alluding to the possibility of teaching skills. If another one wants to be president... Is alluding to what is already present, available to him. Desire is the indicator that what we desire is possible. I tell people, if you look at the story of creation in every faith, man, every animal was made after what it will eat. Man met his food on earth. It means that before man, the day man in hunger. The day man discovered hunger was not the day God created food. Hunger was the pointer that food is available. God doesn't give us appetites for banquets he's not willing to set. That the fact that there's a desire welling up in your heart for something is an indication that that thing is possible for you. If you're here in this class and you feel I don't desire to be wealthy; that will be your reality. And if you say I desire to have more and be more than where I'm currently am, it's an indication that more is possible. Someone defined it this way: he says, "Desire is possibility seeking expression. That possibility already there was there is there, but the way possibility begins to express itself is through desire. Desire." is the aroma of your potentials and possibilities. Whatever you are not meant to have will not feature as a desire. I'll say that again. Whatever you are not meant to have won't feature as a desire. That the first place that anything that is meant to be yours features is as a desire. You know, when I was in secondary school, I analyzed very quickly and I realized that the best job... I probably would be able to do in this life. And I remember, I realized that quite early. I think I was in just two or so. I realized that the best thing, the what I had a desire for, was to teach. I had a desire to teach. Just two, I was already teaching my, I, was, I had four students that I was teaching for common entrance. My younger brother was one of them. He and his friends. Biola, Kunle, Olumide. And one other guy, I can't remember his name. I'll gather them together and teach them. I can't forget the textbook. Maybe that's why I can't forget. Monday Udiaka. So, we'll sit down. I think, I don't know what happened. Why nobody else was around to do that. But I'll sit down and I'll teach them. I'll teach them, I'll give them to mark, I'll mark it. I'll punish them if they require punishment. I had authority to undo punishment. At that time, upon which I had, had Kane. Yes, Just Coach B. My sister is here, she can testify. I will teach, I will explain, and I felt, but I tried to analyze teachers are not well paid. And I must be wealthy. Because there was a desire also to be wealthy. So one day, when I was going through the Guinness Book of Records, I stumbled on the highest paid teacher in the world. I knew this in secondary school. The guy was earning about $3 million per annum. Ah! I said, hey! This is a teacher. (laughs) What was he teaching? (laughs) What was he teaching? I think he was earning, sorry, he was earning $3 million per hour or something like that. Now, I saw what he was teaching. It didn't look like what I would be able to learn very easily. He was teaching hypnotism. Ah, But he gave me a window of opportunity in my mind that there's a kind of teaching in this world that you can do that will pay you. Now, it always comes as a desire because it's possible. A few years after that, I think three years after that, I was in SS2 or SS1, I had the first person pay me to teach. Somebody brought his son. I said this is my son. Book is not entering his head. <laughs> he's also a naughty boy. Please help me teach him. I want him to enter FGC. So I said, normally I would teach. He offered me eight hundred naira. Eight hundred naira wasn't bad in those days. I collected him with joy and taught him as if I wasn't paid. Because I'll have done it like that anyway. Desire is possibility seeking expression. Desire is an indication that what you want is possible. Desire is power seeking manifestation, is function seeking performance. Now, when you see a child playing with something and drawn to something, it's also indicating to you that there's a possibility here that I want to express. I like what the Bible says. says If you delight yourself in God, it will grant you the desires of your heart. Now that means two things for me. It means it will grant you what your heart will desire. As well as what your heart desires. That your desire is like showing you what is possible. So if I say, for example, if I have a desire to be president. It means it's possible. I have a desire to be governor. One of my friends told me if, let me not even use my friend I was reading something that I heard with wrote, written, um, a few weeks ago a few months ago he said in 1977 Sanusi Lamido Sanusi told me that his highest ambition is, because, is to become the emir. in 1977 then they were in their 20s they were in their 20s It was, of course, it was family lineage calculation. With my father die, who would die? Someone in there to die, to make that space happen. I'm serious. As it wasn't a straight calculation, somebody needed to die. As in, because it's not election, you wait for this one. If his father had not died, and the person that was there dies, this is father's turn. And his father's turn, it means it won't be him. It will be somebody else's child. So the political conclusion how to kill his father, kill somebody else, and at the right time. But desire is possibility indicating that it can happen. You know, I went for an interview one day. In the days, in the very early days. And by one thing or the other, in my sojourn and study, I realized that the best thing I could do in normal work practice that was close to teaching was HR. Because I was still looking for a teaching job. So I went to this company to do an interview and they asked me that what do I want to do? And I told them I want to be in HR. Training and development. The first company I tried it, the HR manager, still a good friend of mine so till date, called me aside. I said, Diolu, you are too good for what you're asking for. In this company, HR is not our core. There's somewhere else that's our core. It also involves you talking. So if it's talking, I you want to be talking. You'll be talking here too. Apply for this one. That one, you are too good for this one. This one will put people who don't make it in this one. But you, from the way you are speaking and the way you are going and the way your profile is, you will make it in this one. Apply for that one. I said, but it's this one I want. I said, I'm advising you. You'll be in my department you be miserable. When you and your colleagues come in, the first two weeks, after the first uh, week of introduction, all the people who are in this department will travel to America. HR, you will stay in Nigeria. Which one do you want? Ah! I said, you know what you do? Let's put both there. I will, I will, I will choose later. Let me put both there. The next company I went to, I told them about my desire to do HR. They told me, there's no vacancy in that department. There's another department where there's vacancy. And that one also involves that you'll be doing something like you want to do. I said, okay. Any of the two is fine. Let me do interview. It took three months for the interviews to be completed. And I'm not joking. It took three months for the interviews to be completed. By the time my interviews were completed, the entire HR department was empty. The HOD died. Second in command relocated. Third in command came on Friday and on Monday sent them an email from the US and said, I am not coming back. By the time I came for my last interview, there was nobody to interview me available for the department. They had to move people from outside the country to come and conclude the process and find a Nigerian to be in that position so that they can train him to take over that role in a matter of time. All I had was desire. Okay? But desire is an indication that what you are looking for exists. And it will happen in various ways. But desire, if you can permit yourself to have the desire... Everything you can currently see came from things you couldn't see. So the raw material for all creation is invisible. And the way to connect with that possibility is by desire. Law three is the law of thought. The law of thought attempts to find what is responsible of the finite creation element through which all things are made, including how wealth is created. If you are here and you did chemistry, can you say yes? yes. You did chemistry, say yeah. Yes. You didn't do chemistry, say yes. yes. Can you say that the people that didn't do chemistry are yes. louder. <laughs> <laughs> now you don't have to have done chemistry we understand from chemistry that every object every s- substance every item is made up of what is made up of molecules yes molecules somebody was asking me one day do you want water I said, yes. He said, what about H2O? Ah. I said, is it not the same thing? He said, no, no, there's another one they call H2O. It's green like this. <laughs> I said, this one, you didn't, didn't do chemistry. <laughs> if you do chemistry, you we'll know that H2O is water. But of course, they are deceiving us outside there. They're giving us flavored water as H2O. H2O is the smallest molecule of water. It's hydrogen and oxygen. Molecules are made up of what? Atoms. Atoms are made up of what? Electrons and protons. If you have seen a molecule of any substance before, can I see your hand? You have seen a molecule before? <laughs> lift up your hand if you want to say. You see it. You've seen molecule before? <laughs> what did you use to see the molecules are? <laughs> <laughs> that molecules are invisible, yeah? They are invisible, yes? Good. If molecules are invisible and molecules are made by atoms, are atoms visible? Further invisible. And then atoms are made up of protons and neutrons, positive and negative charges. It therefore is safe to say, That everything that is made was made by things that cannot be seen. And that those things that cannot be seen are classified positive and negative. Isn't it? God. Now, the person that made this, what was the invisible quality they used to make it? No. No. This is plastic. So there's some silicon, carbon, Involved, yeah, I mean? yeah. And in its final stage, you have something smaller and invisible. But guess what? Before any atom was ever put together or anything put together, somebody first of all did the first creation by thinking about it. Now, interestingly, thoughts are also invisible. And thoughts can also be negative or positive. And thoughts, interestingly, predates molecules or atoms. Because before you start to make anything, the first place where the journey begins is thought. Now, what does it say, really? It says that the raw material through which everything is created starts from the thought. It starts from the mind. That by projecting our thoughts on and using the smallest values of physical products, we can create anything. We can create projector, eventually create the screen, create the table, create the laptop, and create wealth for ourselves. As a man thinks in his heart, so is is he. That means even the person you become is a function of what you predominantly think about. That our lives have the capacity to move in the direction of our predominant thoughts. That way you are thinking about something over and over again, you are actually positioning to create something. And that once you have created it in your mind, by f- thinking about it, having a desire, and uh, forming a vivid picture of what you want, the mental equivalent of what you want to do is already done. Remember we said this. We said in Habit 2, which is begin with the end in mind. We said everything has two creations the first creation and second creation the first creation is a mental creation and the second creation is a now before you will ever be physically wealthy there first of all needs to be a mental creation of wealth do you understand you will not be wealthy in reality if in your mind and your paradigm you do not already have wealth created Poverty is a vicious cycle because the people there don't know that the reason why they are there is not because of their savings or their lack of money. It's because of their consistent, the consistency of their thoughts being in the lamentable state of being poor. Are we together? So the law of thought says everything is made by thought. Everything is made by thought. Thought is important. I need to understand that that if I'm thinking poor, my life will be an outward expression of that thinking in a matter of time. If I'm thinking wealthy, my mind will be an expression of that after a while. Somebody feels I'm so poor, I can't give. You find this as a vicious circle that makes many men poor. Let me let me view it a little bit. Averagely, a man who is earning low income feels. My wife is any more than me. So why should I be giving her money? The less should be blessed by the by the better. And because in your thoughts already you have created a dynamic where you are less, and you cannot bring yourself to a position where you think you are more, it doesn't matter what you earn, and play your duties and your role, you eventually end up in a state where you are truly poor. That the first creation is in the mind. It doesn't matter what's happening in reality. The first creation is in thought. And if you think differently long enough, you will create that reality in your life as well. Is that clear?